0: Board airing live on the United Public Radio Network 105.3 New Orleans. everyone. Thank you for joining me here on Spirit Switchboard. You are listening to us live on 105.3 and 107.7 New Orleans, the United Public Radio Network and the UFO paranormal radio network today i'm super excited and we we uh threw a curveball to my guest today and and added uh someone extra special in as well too so we have uh rick and kate uh shrek and you may know them uh from the world's largest uh ouija board the house of shrek um house of a thousand tattoos they've been called the real life adams family and uh they are joining us here today thanks for joining us
1: thanks for having us thanks for
0: having us on oh my goodness Uh, like i know it's a sticky point ouija boards with for some people but i i have loved them from the time i was small when spirit switchboard started i knew i wanted you on one way or another <laughs> and there was a lot of like emails going back and forth because you guys were super busy at the time you had a lot going on and i know that you've had a really crazy week so thank you for you know making the time to join me today no problem i just gonna uh put up this for you to see in Lovecraft is saying Rick is amazing. He showed me all around Jersey when I was out there for work.
2: It's
1: yeah, amazing. brought him over to a, uh, a gravestone in a movie theater. There's somebody buried in a movie theater by us that's like kind of like a local uh, legend. It's pretty cool.
0: Oh, super fun. So um, I know as a kid, all of this... Um, you know my sister tells everyone that she's seven years younger than me so i was reading her bedtime stories like pet cemetery and anything stephen king so she's like that is why (laughs) she Mm -hmm. is scared of some of the things that she is now but it was always an interest for me so how like for you was that same interest there from the time that you were small things that are a little more macabre a little more dark
1: You know, I never saw things as dark or light, you know. Uh, When I was a little kid, my my mom had young parents. I have young parents. And uh, uh. when I was a little kid, my mom and dad loved horror movies. They loved going to the movies on Friday night. And a lot of times they would leave me and my two brothers with a babysitter and they would come home and tell us about the movie they just saw. And I would get so excited hearing about it. Like, you know, when can I go? When am I old enough to come with you guys? And my parents would start bringing me to see movies. And I, I was raised on you know uh friday 13th and the shining and halloween all that
0: yeah it's so funny when i i had an opportunity to meet kane Hodder, and i everybody laughed at me because i was so excited and they're like i originally wanted to connect with him about um ghost investigations and all that kind of stuff. And and I'm like, I I that's what I was so excited about. And they said, what did you do? And I said, I asked him to put me in a chokehold. <laughs> like that's all I wanted it was like to have that experience. Right. And I and I think um for my children, just like you, this this sort of interest in um horror movies and and uh, it was normal in our house. And I mean, I've been able to see people that are crossed over from the time I was little. So for them, they've had their own experiences as children. And so as adults now, all of this stuff is just normal for us. There's nothing
2: mm-hmm.
0: out of the ordinary, really, mm-hmm. for any of it. That's
1: right. It's just play and pretend, you know? Yeah, like it's happening. Like car movies, there's something wrong with you. You're like, I just, it's no different than reading a scary book
0: hmm exactly and um not looking I, I find sometimes people will look at you like you have eight heads when you're laughing at a moment they think is inappropriate <laughs> you know what i mean like it's it, it, and it's not there was so much that i wanted to talk to you about and i'm glad kate um like you guys do so much as family if this isn't just you know rick's journey this is a family journey yeah yeah can totally you talk about yeah can you talk about mm-hmm. can you talk about um you know how this has evolved over time you know where it started and and how it's grown
3: uh it's great we were just talking about movies i grew up watching disney movies so i i didn't even know those horror movies existed so like, really you know, until i met rick you know i was like oh my i loved it you know from the moment he showed me them but um yeah, yeah. i mean it's just it we were just talking about it in the way to the shop today like just how much we've done, and and just you know, it's crazy. It's just it just it just being ourselves, you know, and and people like to see you know us
0: being yeah. weird and. and and that's it you know when i was talking to my son today about about how excited i was for this this interview i said it feels like i'm with my my peeps because it's just you guys have that sense of wonder and a sense of play and and that's how we should like be every day like every day it should be like a sense of play and a sense of wonder and um and leaning into that. And sometimes you don't, you just don't know what kind of experience you'll have unless you lean into some places where you're uncomfortable. Yeah. Sometimes you have to be a little uncomfortable and see what, what comes out of it. Right. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, we just Zilla Let's start there concept. How did that, um, pop into your head?
1: Um well what I'm, made I'm vice you
0: president,
1: what prompted it. Yeah. I'm vice president of Talking Board Historical Society, as you may know. Um, which a yeah, recognize I, 501c3 nonprofit. Uh it's was started by Robert Merch, who is like the ultimate warrior for Ouija boards. Like the, nobody knows more than him. And yes. he's one of my best friends. Yeah. And when we started this with, with a small group of Ouija collectors, we're all tight, we're all friends. And um we were getting into it and merch would talk to me all the time whenever i would do a new project and it would evolve sometimes i start up. i started out doing my own ouija boards in 2004 and i was right. making what was called the shrek dark ouija i wanted it to be all creepy and spooky you know and right. i was doing that for a little bit splintered off into some other funny things like uh back then i did i did a thing called weed ja like a marijuana board and right. i came up with it as a, a fun novelty and right. uh and then shortly thereafter, you know, uh, I ended up in recovery. I didn't want anything to do with weed no more. So I was right. like, I wanted to separate my name from the marijuana thing. So I stopped making the Ouija board. And coincidentally, another one came out, out of New Jersey right when I stopped doing them. And they probably made a fortune. Uh, whatever. So I was on to other things. You know, I didn't want to be on that no more. So I bought a hearse. And I converted the back of my hearse to become a six foot Ouija board that you pulled out of the back. I
0: just love it so so much.
1: much. Traveling Ouija board. So when I did that, I would say to Kate, wow, this is the biggest Ouija board I ever made. It's six feet. And she's like, you know, are you gonna do something for Halloween? Maybe we'll do something for the house. And we come up with an idea to make a Ouija board to hang on the front of the house with a like a planchette that moved in the wind. So it would just rock back and forth. And I call it Merch on the phone. I was talking to him about it. I said, Yeah, I'm gonna make this big thing. It's gonna be creepy. And maybe when the when the planchette moves back and forth in the wind, it'll creak like just a creaky haunted door. And he was like, Why don't you put light bulbs in it and somehow hook it up to like your cell phone, and make an answer, like like in Stranger Things, where they did the Christmas lights yeah. on the wall. Yeah. And I'm like, Merch, I don't I'm an artist, man. I'm not an electrician. <laughs> I don't know how to do that kind of stuff. He said, Well, yeah. we need if you did. So it was like challenge accepted. I, I figured out how to wire them one at a time with dollar wow. store nightlights. I drilled all these holes and I bought nightlights wow. at the dollar store. Wired the whole thing with um with extension cords from Walmart.
3: What a mess. <laughs> yeah, like
1: totally non-electrician type of job, but it
0: worked.
1: Right. But That's what happens
0: when we have those big ideas, when we have these uh-huh. big ideas. That, yeah, it won't be. It won't be. so. And then you get in the middle of it. It's like, oh, my Lord, what did we yeah. What
1: did we agree to do? Uh-huh. Yeah, so I made a, a keyboard replica of the board. It's hanging on the wall here. That's yeah, it's actually, looking we're
3: looking at it. it. But uh, mm-hmm. I made a
1: keyboard replica of it so we would sit behind it in my porch and we set up a microphone in the front yard so kids would come up to the house and they would stand at the planchette and ask the house questions. And yep. we would be back there punching in answers on the keyboard. And even my next door neighbor was freaking out. He goes, what do you have that hooked up to Google answers? Like, how is it answering everybody so quick yeah. and in a clever way? I'm like, there's somebody in there punching the answers. Mm-hmm. You know. So we went from that to one day I'm on the phone with merch and I said, uh, what am I going to do next, dude? Like, how am I going to go bigger than putting one on the front of my house? And he said, "Why don't you make the biggest one in the world? You know, there's a dude down in Pennsylvania that had one painted on the roof that they were calling the biggest one in the world." He goes, "Why don't you make a real one? Make one out of wood, you know?" And I said, Shh, "If I had the money, I could, but I don't. I don't have that kind of money. Plywood's expensive." And coincidentally, I, I tattoo a, a good friend of mine, Greg. Uh, he works for a uh, a giant shipping company, American. and uh, he said to me, "How much more would you need?" I'm like, I don't know, like a hundred panels. And he said, that's it. And they donated the wood and the rest was history. That's how it came to be.
0: Well, and, and that's what it is. It's a community. Like those, you end up attracting those like-minded people that are going to support mm-hmm. the idea. Right. And oh yeah. yeah and, the, and that's brilliant. Can you explain to people how it was, it was broke down? Like it's, it's actually panels, right? yeah it's
1: like yes well yeah it took a small village to make that thing happen like i get credit for doing it myself but it was my idea and i painted it over a year and a half in the garage everything else i needed help there was a lot of a lot going on
3: and my favorite part is like you didn't see it put together until yeah. we put it together in salon
1: yeah, uh, yeah, yeah
0: i saw yeah. an interview that you did and that's what you said like you were excited about putting it together because it would have been the first time that you had saw it right yeah, All together.
1: Big check. Mm-hmm. It's just too big. We had um 21 panels out in our parking lot here just to see if we can get the letters to line up. And that picture goes around on the internet a lot. It's Kate standing on it. One guy, one guy from a religious thing called her to face the evil. He's like, This is what <laughs> so she's really happy about that. Right. But yeah, there's 300, 300 uh two by fours underneath and a frame. So we we just made a frame, we framed every single panel out so it wouldn't you know go into the ground in there because it was on we set up on a hill, and we almost had to uh, level the ground with sandbags, but that would have took that would have took us a week. yeah. We didn't have that much time. So how long did you work. have
0: to put together? like how long we, you know how
1: much got, time did they give you? I think we got there on a Friday we right
3: started Wednesday. And then the, the the day was Saturday, so it was really Wednesday to Friday, and you were still doing different things on Saturday morning.
1: We got there Wednesday. We didn't do anything. We just unloaded. No,
3: we got there um, Monday or Tuesday. I think it
1: was. Huh? Was there for a week?
3: No, the Wednesday before Saturday. So okay. The twelfth. But that so, Tuesday, I think we
2: I got there.
1: Yeah, it took like a day and a half straight to assemble the whole yeah. thing. we like. I don't know anywhere from 10 to 15 people like people just kept volunteering to help yeah. and whoever oh, no was philosophy. there and willing to uh use a, a screwdriver we just threw them out there and anybody and it rained help, cool yeah. nor'easter it was a nor'easter it was a major storm and we were carrying those 70 pound panels of plywood in high winds it was not fun
3: yeah, i almost was, quit a hundred times about ready to quit yeah and, you know, you had a lot of people just be like, come on, we, you know, it's, yeah. Saturday was supposed to be a nice
1: day, so if we could just get to Saturday, it would have been okay. Yeah, giant yeah. puddles, push brooms, pushing all the puddles off the board. Mm. It was crazy.
0: Uh, and so, but the the response, I mean, it really did take the internet by storm.
1: <laughs> yeah, I didn't I didn't know it was going to do that. I honestly didn't. I thought um it would be a photo that everybody shared. and um, Yeah. Uh, when, you know, when I was on the phone, cause there's, there's a whole thing with Guinness, uh, you probably noticed, I don't have the world record. I don't have the Guinness world record. Uh, they don't even recognize it. Ripley's did. So mm. when I was on the phone with Guinness, I told, uh, I guess it's a salesperson who calls you. I told them, um, with or without you guys, the world's going to know what I did. And she's like, wow, you know, you're awfully ambitious. I said, cause I know what I did. You didn't see it yet. Yeah. You know, but, uh, there, truth. yeah. yeah. Because it was – for Guinness, uh, they'll help you and put you in the record book, but you got to do all the work, and it takes – it could take like up to a year. They make you wait like 20 weeks or something to answer your email, or you just keep throwing money at them, and they they help you quicker. And the money that was being asked of me was just – I thought was unreasonable. And I just – I was like, I'm just not going to – I'm not going to go for world record with them. You know, it's sad because I always wanted to have a Guinness world record but i just didn't want to fork over that money you know
0: and i mean in a way you have it and you have it in a way that feels done in the in alignment with who you are it's still staying true to who you are and and that's what matters the most
1: right yeah yeah
0: Yeah, and I the the photo of you guys standing inside the planchette I think is my favorite.
3: Yeah, that's really cool. That's cool. It, it is.
0: It's super. It's super cool. Like as a as a family, you've created all of these brilliant memories too, mm-hmm. right? And,
3: we actually and, stayed, we stayed in an RV while wow, this we actually drove yeah. down in an RV. We even brought our two dogs and our tortoise. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. A
1: big big tortoise. A we big big in, giant tortoise that was in our in the shower. Yeah. In the trailer.
3: But
0: really, eh? 12 days. And 12 in, days. in that yeah. in the yucky weather. Yeah. We, on
3: the beach. We actually stayed in Winter Island, which is just off of uh yeah. by Salem. Yeah. And um but the next morning there was like boats that were yeah. like, brought up on land because of uh yeah. the, the strong wind just the
1: storm yeah the storm was so bad that, that boats were up on the beach. And we were trying to sleep at night as the, the thing, thing was thing rocking. rocking. And I'm like, this is going to go over. <laughs> this is going to go over. And all the other people that were at the camping grounds were uh, evacuated. But wow. I had to stay there to protect my baby. So yeah. we weren't going nowhere. It was scary, though. Sitting on the beach in the northeastern camper <laughs> was scary. Yeah. And now <laughs> it's just
0: a cool story you get to tell on all the podcasts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Which is brilliant. Mm-hmm. So Kim is just responding to to your story about creating the Ouija Zill and saying so cool and super wow. And I just Thank want to Kim. take a moment to yeah, uh say hello to Howie and um Heather and uh Kurt, Barb, all those people that are joining in on the conversation with us right now.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Hello. I feel like I'm in Magic Garden where they're like, I see Michael and Joey. <laughs>
0: exactly, except they never said <laughs> Tony Lynn, ever. It was a name that never came up and I waited every right. week. But yeah. <laughs> stick this in here too because it's it's worth the shout out, right? Look.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. That's my brother. Hey, Tony. What's yeah. Up, Tony?
0: <laughs> yeah, House of a Thousand Tattoos, number one. There you go. <laughs> so, you know, some of the... The people when you look through the the photos, it's like Dustin Perry, Tim Bradshaw, Patty Negre, all of these uh, uh, people that were checking it out. Uh, mm-hmm. Jeff Belanger, like all of these people checking out the. Yeah, the just drove all
1: the way there just to see us. Yeah, he did. And he's a great dude.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's coming on the show actually in December, so it's Aww. gonna be great to have. Him. Yeah yeah i agree he's and again that sense of wonder and storytelling and and having having fun right um having fun with it and so um that must feel good too right like it counteracts any pushback that that you may get it takes um a lot to have a, a a tough skin and ignore you know laughing at when you have the evil the evil face, and I—I I mean, I have gotten that same thing just for being me, right? Just yeah. for saying that this is what I—this is what I do, and you know that kind of comes at you. But then you get all of the fans like me, <laughs> and and all of the people that that support you is is brilliant. I wanted mm-hmm. to ask you mm-hmm. about um, actually Robert Murch and Nick Groff and the board that they used at the Sally House the Board mm-hmm. and the
1: plant. Can we talk about that? The one that they used on a uh, Death Walker. Yes. On that one. Yeah. Yes. So uh I'm mean, they're they're both really good friends of mine. And uh before that episode, they were like, you know, do you have any uh cool things that you made that we can use in the house? You know, and uh merch already had that uh that Ouija board. That was a board I made out of a Gleason embalming table. It's an antique embalming table. Uh the woods had a lot of deceased bodies on it you know and i started to i thought it was clever to mess around with that wood i started calling it uh deadwoods you know because um like i uh my old partner jill here her family owns an exotic hardwoods company so i go i'm working with exotic deadwoods which i thought was clever and uh Merch had that board because he had it was there were only two made of that that uh table was destroyed so i have the other one here at the tattoo shop and uh it's a hundred something year old um embalming table and the planchette, I made special for that episode because they wanted something that was really, you know, uh, spooky-ish. So I had um uh, I had a box of uh, human uh, shoulder blades, and I just drilled a hole in one, and I made it look real witchy. I put, like, all just random things on there, like pieces of gold and jewelry and stuff. But I did it to make it look almost like an old gypsy type of planchette. Right. And uh, that's what they used for that episode. I have a... a Thing in my house that I call the most dangerous planchettes in the world, and um, I made them out of like the creepiest stuff I really could find. Um, You know, a lot of um, uh, uh, stuff connected to the deceased. Uh, One's a human skull, Uh, the base of your skull where your uh, occipital bone. Yeah, so so yeah, in the back there. So I just flipped it upside down, and it had an eye hole, a a Mm -hmm. viewfinder. So I flipped over the skull, and I had that perfect shape of a planchette so i made that into one i have one made out of moldavite mm-hmm. uh which you know a lot of people um are superstitious about that it's uh it's a tektite that's uh formed by when meteors hit the earth and yep. it makes this green glass a lot of people are superstitious about that um i didn't I know, know that
0: people were superstitious that.
1: about that oh super superstitious they they think that if you put that on your life is just going to be turned upside down immediately like there's a real lot of why where does that uh-huh. fear come from?
3: It doesn't have to be turned upside down in a bad way. It could be in a yeah,
1: two-way. positive or negative, yeah. but there's huge changes. Huge changes. Claim, yeah.
0: yeah. It's supposed to bring change.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Interesting. Yeah. yeah, I had no idea. The the planchette that I tend to use is um epoxy that, you know, I got to choose what I wanted in it as far as yeah. the crystals oh, or cool. the stuff that you know that was that was all in it. So I mean I didn't That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it it was fun and definitely about the intention. So do people ever ask you about that? If, I mean, if it's an, if it's an embalming table, the, and, and would, all of those things hold yeah. can hold energy attached to that time period or those people. So does it affect how the board works in a different location or can it trigger things? What kind of response, or do you get the responses
1: No, I was kind of hoping on that. I was kind of hoping bringing all these things into my house and altering them for like spirit communication would um, open some kind of vortex in my house or maybe even make my house haunted. And it it hasn't been working to my satisfaction yet.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I
1: mean... (laughs) Yeah,
0: but I I mean, for the board, when they used it, on death walker did it did it yeah it seems
3: yeah. to work
1: yeah then it broke that, it broke yeah. i was like oh the, the the leg came off yeah
3: even even merch merch seemed like he was just like spooked. yeah he
1: freaked out he
3: was he seemed a little spooked which it's hard to spook him
1: <laughs> one, one thing really, about yeah. those guys either one of them are, are fake so yeah. when we were watching an episode and like especially merch was getting all nervous and he like he was stuck in that chair because he just had pec surgery so he couldn't run around yeah so he's stuck in that chair and he's like nick nick i hear stuff in the, in the kitchen and like he was freaking out it was really funny we were laughing so hard yeah.
0: but that's I, the I, point I is to, to try to scared. have a personal experience like yeah. really in the end that's the point is to have a personal experience
1: yeah so yeah i would love it we had an experience one time uh, you ever hear of centralia pennsylvania Right, I'm so from that, Northern this,
0: Ontario, so uh, yeah. well, I'm not well-traveled.
1: Fam- <laughs> it's pretty famous. If you ever saw the movie Silent Hill or played the video game Silent Hill, uh, yep. it's, a, it's, a, it's a video game made into a movie about a town that was burned to the ground. It was a mining town. Well, it was based off of the city of Centralia in Pennsylvania. There's actually a coal mining town that they were burning garbage, and the, the garbage fire got out of control, and the coal vein caught fire underneath the city. And it went completely under everybody's houses, under the highway, under everything. In the 40s, I think, right? No, in the 70s. 70s? And it's been burning ever since. And they've had to evacuate the city because the um, highway was beginning to ripple from the heat. And uh, giant pockets were opening up in the earth from the coal burning out. And there were giant sinkholes that were on fire. So they, they were telling people they had to get out of there. And there were some people that stayed. There's still, I think, one family that still lives there to this day. But Pennsylvania revoked their zip code to yeah. get everybody out of there. They don't even get mail. And th- they're still there. There are people still there. So we used to like going there a lot. We would go there, and um, you could go on the abandoned highway. You could see where the houses used they to be. They called it
2: Graffiti Road.
1: Graffiti Road. And we would drive our Suburban there and just sit around and, like, pick through the the rubble of the rocks there because there's, like, cool fossils and stuff we would find. So yeah. we like going there all the time. There's an antique store on the way there. It's like the only one from Miles. And it's probably not there anymore because they were selling the house. Yeah,
3: last time we were there, they asked if we wanted to buy it. (laughs) Right. Well,
1: there's a very old and kind woman that worked there. And I used to always go in there and talk to her. And I'd ask her about Ouija boards and stuff. And she goes, nope, not in this house. And I go, everybody says that. And she goes, no, no, no. This one's haunted, honey. And I'm like, okay, I've heard that before. She goes, do you want to see and i'm like uh yeah, yeah. so <laughs> that's you know, pretty we, confident <laughs> yeah yeah so she was in there and um and she had to be in her 80s right so uh she brings us into this room where she had toys and there was like dolls all piled up against the wall like eight feet high just all these dolls stuffed animals and dolls and we had to move them all out of the way because she buried the door you didn't know there was a door there mm. so she moved all these dolls out and we opened the door and we go in like, this
3: the door open yeah
1: it was a bathroom yeah it was an old bathroom that she doesn't use. And uh, she goes, Go ahead, go in there. And we walked in there and it was crazy. The room was like ice cold. You know, it was, in, it was summertime.
3: It was cold and it was like um, the air was really still. And I'm like, Oh, it's just because they have it boarded up. Just nobody stuff. uses you know, it. Yeah. You're, you're trying to make logic of it, but you want it to be <laughs> ghosts or something. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah.
1: you know. Yeah. So she said, Did you ever use a pendulum or anything before? Do you know how to use a pendulum? And I go, Kate plays with that all the time. So we took, you took a necklace. You had a, a Yeah, jam?
3: I I usually always have my pendulum on me and I d- I didn't have it for I think I changed bags or something but Winter she had a necklace with a skeleton key on it so I just used that.
1: That's right. And what it's um cute.
3: yeah, it was a skeleton key from the Yeah. Barn.
1: And, and it worked for her but it worked in a way that I really wish I was filming it. It like defied physics. You know, like when something's swinging back and forth, if it's going to change direction, you need a few swings in between. But I was watching this thing change direction in her hand that it wasn't possible. It was, yeah. was kind of weird, man. And uh, it was the first time it ever made me a, a bit of a believer in that haunted house stuff because I've never seen anything other than that. That was pretty amazing. Yeah, it
0: was a cool thing. Do, do you think it was the stuff that she had? It's the land, all of it? Like, I'm not sure. She just said that she has a ghost there.
1: Yeah, and when we were in there, her husband had come home or he came back from wherever he was. was and kid. he walked through the door and he's like, honey, where are you? He goes, you're not showing people the ghost again, are you? <laughs> Yeah, like that's so, pretty yeah
3: they, they lived upstairs and like the whole bottom was like an antique store that they were selling right for. so
1: um yeah so we had to buy a bunch of dolls from that of room course. of course yeah
3: so i have a bunch of dolls <laughs> and i actually keep them
0: in my hearse
2: so.
3: <laughs>
0: so but the dolls you know nothing came home from that house with the dolls I mean, oh
3: nothing I mean, nothing that we've like noticed, but we're so busy. I, you know, we don't really That's... sit down and do the EVPs and, and do the Ouija board and stuff. Cause we're just going, going, going all the time. So yeah. who
0: knows? I, I mean, so I brought home a couple of, uh, supposed haunted dolls as well too i've got all kinds of stuff in my and i i talk to dead people every day for a living you know so and i i don't have anything like you know when i walk out of the office we don't have a whole lot of stuff like it's a pretty it's just like a regular house the dogs kids grandkids it's just you know we don't we don't have so i don't know if it's if it's not putting the intention into it and not poking it either, like I, I don't know. But I don't. No, we, we don't have stuff. It,
3: we did have something happen the other day. Uh, well, it was probably a couple months already by now.
1: With Which winter one?
3: with winter. So that, that, that yeah. happened randomly. Like we were yeah. just yeah.
1: So a lot of stuff, you know, when we were farting around, taking pictures, look, trying to ghost hunt and do all that fun stuff in the house. Um, you're looking for it. But it's better when you're not looking for it and things.
3: Exactly. Happen.
1: Yeah. Yes. And my daughter, my daughter Winter, uh, she's my my firstborn daughter, and she's connected to me in the bathroom department. <laughs> Every time I have to go to the bathroom, that kid is in the bathroom. They're so, uh, like on the same
3: kid. schedule for some uh, reason. There we go.
1: <laughs> so one night, you know, we go to bed pretty late. So we we don't get out of here usually at midnight, one in the morning. You know, we're here All at right. the shop pretty late. And uh, Kate and I. Uh, we, we're constantly talking all day and all night, like we are just we're best friends, you know. And uh, we're Kate's laying on bed, and I was chatting with her about something, something we had to do. And I got up to walk out my bedroom, and the bathroom door is right there, right next to my bedroom door. So I'm talking to Kate, and I went to go out of the bedroom, and Winter walked by, and her she had her head down, like she was looking at the ground. And she has real and, long and hair. Yeah, her hair is super long, and her hair was all down,
0: That's like almost she cut like. It.
1: The girl from, you know, in the movie The Ring, Samara. Look like that. So she had really long hair. It was down. And she had her, her fists were clenched. And she was stamping her feet like she was really angry. And she's like, and she walked past me, stomping her feet and clenching her fists. And I look, and I was like, okay, I, I'm used to that. I'm used to her cutting me off to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. So I went back to talking to Kate. Now I, ne- I never even said anything about Winter. I was talking. I was probably I on my phone or something. And then he yeah. was
3: right. just figured he was- So
1: I noticed she went past me and I went right back to chatting and we're talking for another five minutes and I'm like, I can't wait anymore. So I walk (laughs) out of the bedroom again and I'm standing there and I'm looking in the bathroom and she's going, don't tell me there's nobody in there there was nobody in there there was
3: nobody in winter
1: there. Winter, winter she was a bunk bed she was so, up in her bed
3: i got out of bed and i went in the room <laughs> winter was a sound asleep in her bunk bed so yeah. there was no way that wow. she could have been there, fast because she had to go up the ladder it's a whole process that's kind of
1: weird i mean it yeah. wasn't ghosty but it, it was but, i saw my own kid
3: and, and then so the next day we i told winter and um she was just like she, she, she said she had a dream that she was flying
0: interesting
3: so, you know, we were like, oh, is that like, yeah. was an astral projection uh-huh. or, you know, just some kind of connection there. It was, it was really weird. Like, and we both saw her. Like it was. Yeah. Just,
1: I didn't say, oh, did you just see Winter? I go, right. I went over there. She goes, don't tell me there's nobody in there. I go, what did you see? She goes, Winter just went in the bathroom. Yeah. Like, no, she didn't. He,
3: before he told me what he saw, <laughs> he asked me what I saw. It was just, it was really, <laughs> just like, wow.
1: That's pretty cool. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it, and it's super cool that you both witnessed it right
1: yeah right? that's what i like thought the, was amazing about it was she yeah. saw it i saw
3: it just flowed like it was just yeah you just you yeah. can't make
2: that
0: up <laughs> no crazy. and and clearly something like if she was astral traveling or the having that experience um you know that it happened once if it was yeah. something that was a little more that was out to get your attention, that stuff would be Mm -hmm. happening a little more consistently and to get your attention. Yeah, to get your attention. I think we've had a couple of knocks on the walls. And, you know, when my daughter was away at university, she'd come home, she had uh, fairy lights stuck up in her room. And the lights uh, with no battery in it would go light up because wow. whatever that spirit was that was in her space was always excited when she would get home but it was always when my daughter would come home from university for the weekend and wow. the rest of the time it it stayed quiet so uh-huh. you know it, that was that was the fun of it but again that stuff didn't feel um creepy or out of out of the or like we weren't too freaked out about it you know we would just like okay if they're she would get to the door and she'd go hey i'm home for the weekend you're not allowed to touch me when i'm sleeping you're not allowed to do She'd like you know she set up these guidelines and rules to what was going to happen and 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 they paid attention you know like yeah. i don't know if it was just enough that she said you know hey i'm home for the weekend nice to see you but don't don't touch me You know, they just wanted that little bit of recognition. And that was it.
1: That's pretty cool. My daughter, Winter, uh, there were times when she was little and she'd be afraid of the dark. She would tell me she hears things, she sees things. And and so trying to find something to soothe her, I just invented this. I told her, you know, there's over 100 Ouija boards hanging all over the walls in the house. I told her, I go, look, if you ever believe there's a ghost or anything in your room, if you command it to go to the Ouija boards, it has to listen to you. So she just started doing it. She's like, go into the Ouija boards. You have to listen to me. And she's like, dad, they're gone. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, cool. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. Uh, Jody is, is just sharing. I used to give rules when I was younger. Cause I was scared.
2: <laughs> and
0: that's, you know, when I, um, uh, I used to do hair. Like I used to be a hairstylist. That's what I used to do. So like it was 17 years ago when I started doing what I'm doing now full time. And when I started, it was for supporting kids that were intuitive. Like the first uh, uh, podcast show that I had was for parenting kids that were intuitive. And it was like the first uh workshops that I gave. It's still something that I I talk about a lot. And that was always my thing. Command your space. It's your space. You wouldn't let a bully come up and treat you awful in the schoolyard. You don't need to put up with that stuff in your space, right? Like, give them somewhere to go. And be salty if you have to. I'm okay with salty words. If you need to use the salty words, the salty words are okay sometimes too. (laughs) Because it's their truth, even though we're not necessarily seeing it. You know, my kids were seeing sometimes things that I couldn't see because it was their experience to have. I Mm -hmm. just needed to hold space and it was their truth and I had to support them, right? So, you know, that's good that you were able to support her, even though you were not necessarily having the same experience as her in that moment.
1: Since since they were born, uh, you know, I was always trying to get, my house to be haunted and nothing would ever happen. And then when my daughters were born, when winter was born was when things began, uh, things mm-hmm. started getting a little odd. And we went through a, a period where we couldn't take any real pictures of winter without there being orbs all through the photos. And a lot of people on mm-hmm. paranormal world will poo-poo away uh, orb photos. But I'll, I've, you know, I got a lot of friends in that paranormal world that I've showed these pictures to. And all of them are like, uh, those are unexplainable. And we're not phonies, you know. When you yeah. have shown up in your photos and you tell them to appear, and it does. That's it. Yeah. 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 So exactly, we, do that. we got to the point where we knew when we would take those photos. We knew when it would happen. So I would go, okay, go like this and go, there's going to be one appearing right here in front of me. And it would appear behind her. And I'm like, it's messing with you. Like, mm-hmm. we have these pictures of Kate going like this, but yeah. it's behind her in the mirror, which was yeah. weird, you know. So, when that began, is right when winter was born. Um, this is a crazy story. Like, we, we never really had any really cool ghost stories. This isn't a cool one either. This is not a great one to have, but it's real. <laughs>
3: it's ours. It's
1: yeah. our ghost story. So I, I came home from work one day and, and I was exhausted. I went upstairs and we used to have two big Brazilian mastiffs. We had big dogs and we had two kids at the time. So, Kate's a new mom, ex- well, not a new mom. She we have a son too, but new at this time. And she's exhausted. So she's sleeping on the couch. I come home and she's laying there with the girls. And I go, I'm going upstairs. I, I got to take a nap. So I go upstairs and I'm laying with my back to the door, which there's this one spot in the house where everything always gets weird. And it's right outside my bedroom door. So I'm laying there with my back to that doorway. And you know when you go over somebody's house and the dogs are frisky, like they jam their nose like in your crotch. And you go, Oh, get out of here, to a dog. Something did that to me. From behind, so I went to go to bed and I'm laying in my bed. And I go, Oh, I turn around, like, Hey, what's being fresh (laughs) back there? And and there was nothing there. Okay, I thought it was dogs, so I turn around and my dogs weren't even upstairs. So I run downstairs and I go, Kate, I know you're not going to believe me, but I swear it felt like somebody touched me, like they were being fresh, and there was nobody there. And she turned pale as a ghost. She goes, Same thing happened to me, I just didn't tell you. And she goes, I didn't think you'd believe me. So we're laughing. We go, what do we got? Some kind of a butt ghost? I mean, that's not even a cool story. How do you even <laughs> tell that to anybody? It's not great. Right. But then one day she calls me at work and she's freaking out and she goes, You are not gonna believe the photo I just took. You you you've got to see this. You I can't wait till you get home. So she took a picture of Winter sleeping and um, I could send it to you later on. There's a picture of her sleeping, and there's this giant orb, like, by her butt. Well, you know how, her how
3: kids, how they, they curl up on their belly, and they, they tuck yeah. in their arms and legs, and she had her butt up in
1: the air. Yeah, and it almost looks like, we call it the fart ghost, because it looks like she's farting the thing, or it looks like it's coming at her. But either way, it's, it's whatever was bugging us, I think. And then it went away. Yeah. And that was it. So, oh, now, my daughter, Samara, um, we used to have a our computer in my kitchen, at a little desk there. So I was sitting there. I was probably playing Candy Crush or some nonsense, and my daughter is riding around in the living room on a little choo-choo train, and she had a um, butterfly, butterfly net. net, and she kept going. I got you. There's another one. I got you. And I was like, Mara, what are you doing? And she was I'm catching jellyfish, Daddy. Like in SpongeBob SquarePants, how to catch a jellyfish. Yeah. So I'm thinking, oh, she's playing pretend. And then I'm watching her, and I'm like. Samara, can you see the jellyfish? And she goes, "Yeah, Daddy." And I go, "Where is there one?" And I bust out my camera, and she goes, "Right there." And I snap the picture, and it's right where she's pointing. Mm. It's right there in the damn picture. Mm. So then I go, "Can yeah. you catch one?" So I have a photo of her like this, and then she's got her arms crossed. And the thing is, right there's a big orb right in front of her. And I'm like, I don't care what anybody says about this being dust um, uh, or being a um, a digital camera phenomenon because we have moisture. Orb, uh, we have orbs on film. Um, we have on, them on, um, on the, on the negatives. negatives. Yeah. yeah. Because
3: once we were born, right when that transition was happening, when digital cameras just yeah And it was a new out. camera
1: we were using. Uh, it was Olympus camera we yeah. were using. And uh, we were thinking, maybe this camera's broken. But on the film cameras, we had the same stuff.
0: And I find um, you can tell. Like, you can really tell the difference. I have a picture of my daughter as well, too. And there's there's an orb. And it's, it's massive. And... Uh, there's just no denying what it is like, and I I haven't mm-hmm. shared it to you. I haven't shared it publicly, but I did share it with a couple of paranormal people because um, you don't necessarily share the or pictures because you don't want everybody poo poo in the whole thing, right? right. Like because right. y- you just know you didn't set it up. So I I shifted and use a lot of um, I use up a lot of Polaroid film, <laughs> and I use a Polaroid yeah. camera. And there's just no way wow. you can't well thank you amazon (laughs) 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 i've got pictures like of shadow people uh that have shown up when i've done seances uh here in the house and uh like during the seance but we don't have anything that stays you know like we're pretty clear about what our intentions are but we've had orbs show up in the polaroids as well too so it's um Orbs are a thing. And I was just going to say, too, it's interesting. When the when your girls got older, did some of that slow down? Because I yeah. find once they get over six, you know, it tends to um, slow down when they're in school. And and we really kind of dull that lights so that we fit in. Because we don't want to. We, ha- we have to adjust to fit in. Yeah.
2: Yeah,
0: Until we're an adult and then we don't care.
1: <laughs> Until we're an adult and <laughs> we go, take it or leave it. Here it is. I just think it's your filter. Your filter filters things out. Like there's plenty of stuff right in front of you you're not even looking at. And you always think of it the best example is when you're driving and you go to take a picture. You ever take a photo from inside your car and you realize how disgusting your windshield is? You never, you don't see that when you're driving. You're looking straight through it. So there's a lot of stuff all around us that we've just trained ourselves not even to pay attention to anymore. Mm. You ain't got time for it
0: unless well yes we don't have time for it unless you're someone like me when you're standing in the hardware store trying to buy a bucket and you still see like someone's grandpa trying to get your attention That's like, I'm like I'm just here to buy a bucket dude <laughs> like i really really sorry <laughs> it's really cool about. it, it isn't it isn't and it's funny cuz my kids know my towel cuz i have a towel and I drop my head and lift my shoulder up and I do that like I'm kind of stretching out my neck and they're like oh no mom don't no <laughs> please don't <laughs> you know we're just we're just here for something else don't do it but it is what it is and I think that again it just makes it a little more normal like you know uh And the language that we use, I think, is different too. You know, the language that we're using around paranormal or like the Ouija boards and stuff. When I was looking through the uh, talking board historical uh, society website I love that you have all those old photos and when I talk about Ouija boards I talk like Norman Rockwell even has like a yeah. print that he made right like yeah. and it, it was just a, a regular normal thing it was on on dates even during Victorian times you know they yeah. would sit to ask them you know the Ouija board yeah. a, a question so I think that um the way that uh, movies have portrayed it how it's been uh mass uh i don't know the the fear and how that's been promoted has taken away from maybe uh what it's really about right mm-hmm. right the magical part
1: of of it. yeah yeah and's ruined everything nobody likes mm-hmm. black cats no more because of that mm-hmm. i love black cats
0: Right. It's so funny because one of the things I had wrote down to talk to you about was like all the rules and I've stuck that in quote, like the rules of, of, of a Ouija board. And, you know, first, I'm still doing OK. <laughs> and I have it, it you know, the, the house is fine. My kids fine. My pet's fine. We don't have um, anything happening. So I, I think that w- what I tell people is. Um, regardless of what tool you're using, you're opening a door. It doesn't matter what it, what it is that you're trying to do, whether it's the Ouija board, it's me, if it's a pendulum, tarot cards, like we're, we're, we're trying to make a connection to the other side. So, you know, the Ouija board doesn't hold anything extra, extra powerful than anything else does.
3: So
1: true. <laughs> you you yeah. know, um, the website, the, uh, uh, the Museum of Talking Boards, I'm sure you've seen that. Uh, that's mm-hmm. the oldest running um exhibit for Ouija boards online and it's run by a guy named Gene Orlando he's like he we call him the wizard like everybody mm-hmm. even merch when we all got into collecting Ouija boards he was the guy we would go to for like all these collectible information so he's the first person to really catalog them online and um Gene talks about uh when people say you know Sometimes there can be a spirit trapped in the board. If you don't say goodbye, you're in trouble and all that stuff. And he would say, you know, if you're on the phone and you talk to a really, really bad person in prison on the phone and you just hang up on them without saying goodbye, are they trapped in the phone? No, they're not. There's nothing wrong on the phone either. It's just yeah. a piece of communication. That's it. You know, communication yeah. device.
0: I think for, for, for me, there's just a... Uh, structure that i use anyway like when i'm when I'm giving sessions or doing sessions for people or doing a public event there's yeah. just i've i've always looked at the people that I'm trying to connect with on the other side respectful anyway it'd be no different than running into somebody that I don't know or just introducing myself for the first time right. like right. hey this is me this is why I'm here and I'm really freaking nosy so get ready I'm gonna have a thousand questions <laughs> for you right so I think out of habit in who i am it's always still like, hey i'm here and goodbye i'm done but i mean i I, i've thought about it as uh you know like it's leaving your mouse open and the computer open if you leave the planchette on the board but i know that i get caught up when people are leaving after a seance and i've left it sitting on top and nothing ever happens right (laughs) It's it's just fine and and I know that I've gotten a bit of flack for some people about investigating at graveyards as well too, or heading to the graveyard, but at the same time, that's mm. what Victorians, it was like, that's where they went for lunch after. <laughs> like they they would hang out with their family and yeah. stuff. So same thing, you know, it's it's not done disrespectfully, but we've certainly used the the spirit board in the, the graveyard as well too, in the cemeteries.
1: Yeah. yeah, so people get touchy with the graveyard stuff, man. I mean, I, I can understand both sides of the argument, you know, a lot of people would be like, Look, if you're not there to visit somebody that you love, then what the hell are you doing there? And I'm like, I don't know. I like the atmosphere. I just like the ambiance of a of a cemetery, the quiet. And I like, seems, you know. It's and so I, beautiful. I don't it's so beautiful. yeah, I don't disrespect anything. I don't touch no. nothing. I don't mess with nothing. I'm just looking around, you know, yeah. and it's it's you know, but a lot of people uh I see online, I'm a part of, of a bunch of groups where uh if you take a picture in a cemetery, they'll reshare it all over the place. You go know, look at this guy taking photos by a gravestone. It's like, okay, oh, all right. I don't. But, so you know, if that's if that's so disrespectful. If if visiting a cemetery to look around is so disrespectful, then what would you consider? Um, all those um, expeditions to the Titanic, right? All those people you're disturbing the dead left and right, making movies, filming it, digging stuff up, bringing it to the surface. Like, it's the same well, thing. It's
0: just curiosity. My retort for that is also then, like, you're going to abandon asylums and poking at people who were mentally ill for a response. Wow. How is that okay? Like, you know, how does wow. that feel good? You know, I mean, we we do it. Lots of people do it. But giving me a hard time about being at the cemetery, uh And you're in an insane asylum or at an old hospital. How is that any different? Mm -hmm. It doesn't go well. I get a Mm -hmm. lot of people who say they can't talk to me (laughs) about (laughs) those sorts of things. And I'm like, okay. But I'm just really, and it's not that I want to, I do not enjoy arguments, but I want to have at least an open conversation about it. And, and a lot of times, it's the belief system that we were raised with as well, too, or a belief system that we've chosen to uh, um, have as, as we're yeah. adults as well, too, right? And I think that we all have room to shift and learn and have, um, at least be open-minded to different opinions and having the conversations. Mm-hmm.
3: Absolutely.
0: Um, one of the questions that I had wrote down for you, for you Rick, was... Um, Being a creative person, do you get pulled where your time is so pulled in one direction where you're doing the things that you're kind of obligated to be doing and you are really wanting to be doing how to make time to do what you're wanting to do or what you're getting pulled? Could you talk about like creativity and and that aspect?
1: Yeah. um, You know, I've got an amazing wife and she tolerates a lot of stuff. All right. And if it wasn't, you know, uh, you know, we we just we were just uh, we just filmed a, a, a TV show the other day. And I was saying to Kate, I go, you know, this wouldn't happen to me if there was no you, because I was always this way. I've always been a bit of a ding dong with all this stuff and nobody was paying attention. When we became a family, people started to go, wow, how is a whole group of them the same way? You know, and it just people just started paying attention for some reason, but I, you know, I've always been the kind of weird dude, you know. Uh, the the it, it, paranormal wasn't a word, you know. When um when I was a kid in high school, you know, I, I graduated nineteen eighty eight. My high school had a section in the library that said Satanism and witchcraft. You know, when we were kids, I, I would go right to the Satanism witchcraft section in um Borders bookstore. You know, that's what. And then over time, like nineties they took that little sign off and it said metaphysical yeah. and yeah. then they would take the sign off and it would say new age. And you're like, what's going on? It's the same books. They just keep calling it something else. And you know, Man. now everybody's like paranormal. Mm-hmm. You know, I always say you call paranormal, we call normal. Huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's just us. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you know? exactly. And I think <laughs> that's why, um, I'm, I'm so grateful to you, Kate, because I know that I sprung that on to you because um, you know, I, I had it in my thoughts, yeah, that yeah. I wanted to email and say, look, Kate really should be on because it's about family. You guys do everything in support of one another. So and it was... If, uh, it, wasn't,
1: I, if it wasn't for Kate, there, there would have been no Zillow because nobody would have put up what I was doing to make that thing happen. I mean, I was working on it seven days a week. I was never home. As soon as I was done tattooing, I was in the garage. And it didn't matter if it was 10 below. I was back there in a winter jacket trying to paint while the paint was freezing. You know, it was it was an obsession. I had to get it done. I told people I was going to do it. And I saw the doubt in everyone's eyes. So I'm like, I, I have to do this now. And I was not home a lot. And, and you know, Kate was really, you know, picking up the slack at the house. You know, I, if there wasn't her, there would be no weed to I needed a team. I needed Thank a team you, Kate.
0: right (laughs) yeah it is a team and but i love that like when you look at your photos on any of the pages any of the social media that you guys have you can see how much you guys um respect and love and you can feel that in all of those photos which is (laughs) you know it's it's beautiful it's really beautiful um i just want to share kathy is just sharing something with us here too I always thought I was weird because I always felt some sense of peace when in a cemetery or graveyard. I like to read the headstones and think about the life the person may have had and keep their memory alive. That's, That's it exactly. Awesome. And, so it, and it's the art. Some, like the mm-hmm. symbols talked about, it shows what their mm-hmm. life was about. And, um,
1: and apparently... Sounds. The uh, EVPs? Yeah. We used to go to cemeteries like in Salem. We would just go there and bring a, a digital recorder with us and just read the headstones. Like how she was just saying, just read the headstones. And, oh, you know, oh, this is uh, Jennifer. She passed away, you know, 1694 or whatever. And we would just go on. we go, hello. We, and then you'd hear these voices talking over your voices. But you'd have to turn mm-hmm. it up really loud and listen through headphones. And you'd hear it. And there, we knew there was nobody in the area. We would do it real late at night when there was nobody there. And yeah. it really worked. We were scared the hell out of our son. He hated it. Yeah. He's like, it really you stop? I don't even want to hear the recordings. He didn't want to hear it. Oh, yeah. no,
0: that's so funny. Mm-hmm. I know uh, my daughter's uh, boyfriend doesn't want to hear. Like, he doesn't want to hear it. He's slowly getting, okay. I mean, he's been around for four or five years now. So he's starting to get used to it. <laughs> but it's been, it's been a slow process for him, for sure when I go to uh, the cemetery, but I can see them, like I can see that there are spirits there. So it's, it's different. And I, two years ago, I had set out that I wanted to do, um, I called it the cemetery crawl. So I wanted to hit up as many pioneer cemeteries as I could and, and just see what kind of experiences we were having uh, my friend and I and And that's, that's how we did it as well, too. It would be the, the EVPs and you wouldn't hear it until you got home. Like we would just Mm -hmm. kind of like walk around, but I would see. And so we would go to that direction, but we've got some really neat videos and, and photos as well, too. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if you've, if you know, but I'll, I'll share a tip that I learned. It's the back left corner of the cemeteries that have the most amount of like heavy stuff. Really, back yeah, left, left corner. How do you know which people
1: left, though? I mean, so wherever
0: the wherever the main wherever the entrance that's used the most, whatever is considered okay. the the entrance, you go to that back left corner. It's where uh, tends to be the oldest uh, parts. It tends to be where things get dumped. So if they gather, yeah, like I, any I, I know
1: that well. To... Yeah, I'm, a, I'm yeah. a cemetery garbage picker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> back left the, corner. You know, I, don't know if, I don't know if you've ever seen where you are, but uh around here I noticed like the groundskeepers in the cemeteries they're pretty lazy, all right? And a lot of times they'll take stuff and just if you're on a if you're in a cemetery that there's a hill or woods, they throw it all in the woods. They just throw all the stuff. So what we do is we'll find the furthest corners of these big cemeteries and go in the woods and I found broken headstones, all kinds of stuff. Cuz don't yeah, replace the- a headstone. And they'll just throw the other ones away
3: the lanterns yeah they'll be like kind of like half broken or whatever yep. but they're just thrown over in the woods yeah
1: the crazy thing yep. is like you'll see where people will put objects like a toy or a little statue and the grounds guys come through and they take all that away they'll throw it all in piles in the woods and i'm just like digging through them i'm like i wonder if any of this is haunted
0: <laughs> yeah take <it> home. <laughs> okay so I just getting a quick shout out for uh, for the station, for anybody that's just joining us now. I saw uh, Contessa Martins. Thank you for joining us now. So if you are just tuning in to us, uh, thanks for joining us here on Spirit Switchboard. I'm your host, Carrie Lynn Shellhorn, and you are listening to us live on the United Public Radio Network and the UFO Paranormal Radio Network, 105.3 and 107.7 New Orleans. Um, mm-hmm. So i think that when i first was looking at at uh having you on having you on the show like when i the spirit switchboard is is just new like i think i started in april so like it's 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 not been long running right mm-hmm. uh but i had saw i think it was from actually last year i've been making my list for a while of people that i really wanted to talk to but yeah. i saw i think it was a video or a post where you're like dumpster diving and i'm like you really are my people yeah, <laughs> i have like creating repurposing having fun oh, stuff yeah. that people get rid of it's crazy yeah, yeah.
1: behind the halloween stores especially we got, uh, the police pulled me over. We were leaving work last year, last Halloween. It was about 1.30 in the morning. And behind those uh, Spirit Halloween stores, I always hit the dumpsters, you know. And uh, I pull up, and I, Kate goes, all right, we'll check. So I check. I look. I go, nothing's in there. We got in the car, and we leave. And all of a sudden, a police car comes flying past me on his way where I just was. And I go, oh, somebody must have called and saw me. So he goes all the way back, and he turns around, and he comes back like 100 miles an hour. He comes flying up behind me, and he pulls me over. And I go, I'm just curious why you're pulling me over, officer. And he goes, uh, I saw you behind that shopping center, and I'm pulling you over for nefarious activities. He's like, ooh. I go, nefarious activities. I go, I was just looking in the dumpster behind the Halloween place. He goes, oh, wow.
3: all right, you
1: guys go. He just let me go. <laughs> to be honest 53 year old man digging through the garbage for halloween crap
0: <laughs> so funny i think actually the i the video might have been like it was snowing or something it was a little bit snowy i think that was the mm-hmm. video that i i had saw that uh you no. guys did i
1: don't know i don't remember <laughs> but it was
0: it was a while ago but i loved it i just loved it because and that's when you know too like it's somebody that's super creative somebody whose uh, thoughts have 18 tabs open at all times and and oh, i want I, okay. exactly <laughs> yeah. yeah i i'm there <laughs> <laughs> i'm the same and my daughter is probably the equivalent to you kate my daughter is the <laughs> one that can keep me grounded or focused <laughs> and she's the one that you know can uh, uh harness it all in for me for sure yeah. but Yeah, so I want to come back to the this the uh, the Ouija boards and the talking boards or the spirit boards. Do you find like why is it called the talking boards? Does it need to be called talking boards? Is the what like the talking board historical site? Is it like I don't know? I guess that's why. Ouija, 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 Ouija Ouija's copyrighted.
1: Yeah, Yeah, and so that's owned by Hasbro. It was owned by Parker Brothers. It was owned by William Fold before that. So it's like just keeps changing hands. But, yeah, Yeah. the word Ouija, technically nobody's really allowed to use unless you're referring to a real Hasbro Ouija board. You know, the rest of them are talking boards, spirit boards, witch boards. Uh, There's all different names for them, right? Um, I can't even think of the other ones. But, yeah, so we we just went with talking boards because um, the history that we're uncovering is is not just of that brand name but everything uh related to that so you know there's there was like the swami board and the simmons board and you know uh the uh kennard board uh, you know there's all of them so ouija is just one little tiny part of that history the spirit boards talking boards is the rest planchette and not all the talking boards too use the planchette
3: too there's some that don't even have any
1: yeah, like the pen G. Mm-hmm. pen G board is like a pendulum,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but on the Museum of Token Boards, Gene has it as a Ouija board. So, Gene says it's a Ouija board, I say it's a Ouija board, right? Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> that's just how it is.
1: Yeah, for him. It yeah.
0: That's for him. I tend to use spirit board, I think, too. I, I, for me, it's always trying to find uh, the term that's going to cause the least uh reaction <laughs> like mm-hmm. when you're trying to scope and feel out w- which direction we're gonna go with the the conversation right and and yeah. because if you say ouija you can get some pretty strong reactions to it and when you say spirit board they're not quite sure what you're talking about so they might engage with the conversation so yeah. i'm sure talking boards is probably the the, the same I'm just Continue. going to... The problem is
1: if you're looking on eBay and you, you type in talking boards, you end up getting like computer crap comes up.
0: Oh, really? Really. Yeah. 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 I'm just going to move some of this stuff out of the way, and I'm going to pull this up. Contessa's saying, I love the energy on here today, and I'm just going to put this up for you guys to read too. I have an angel board, but it's used yep. the same. Yep. You know, a friend been- of mine, uh,
1: she was one of the original... Um, Members of the uh TVHS right came up with that angel board. There mm-hmm. was it was called it was called the angel board. I'm
3: pretty sure it wasn't,
1: yeah. I think it was. Yeah, we own two angel boards. Two of them, one has like a, a crystal, almost a crystal angel planchette. Mm-hmm. You remember that one? And uh, I always wanted to have like a devil board or a demon board, but it just sounded hokey, it don't sound cool, you know. I want, right. I want like. Dark Ouija, uh, you know, Hexenbret is Witchboard in German, which is kind of cool. And I wanted something sounding dark because unlike all of the people going in the mall and buying, like, books on Wicca, I wanted the the scary stuff. You know, when I see um, somebody doing magic or, like, wizard stuff in movies or television when we were kids growing up, it was always what people refer to as dark now. You know, um, I always saw that as, like, that was part of the fun was the spookiness to it, right? It was almost like just conjuring Halloween at will.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Can you see the – the? do you want me to read this for you? It's from Ian. Can you ask Rick how he made a replica Ouija board for the Exorcist TV show?
1: Which one was that? Which one was that, Ian? Um. The TV show was the, well. The merch was on that one TV show. I made so many boards. Uh, I don't even know which one he's referring to. The replica of jazilla I made a bunch of those. That was a uh, one that I made except replica. But I I didn't ever make replicas of anything else. The um, whole
0: cast side at the back of it. Sorry, I'm just gonna put.
1: Yeah, I made to me so many. And I get rid of them so quick. Like I'll sell them off, and then like years ago buying. Somebody remind me, I made something. I totally oh, forgot. Can you the back of it. No, that wasn't me. That wasn't mine. Mm-mm. No, uh, merch had. I think merch owns the the ones that were in the the Ouija that Ouija TV. I mean the Exorcist TV show that came out. Yeah. Merch has that. But he
3: he didn't use um, one of your
1: boards then. No.
0: Contest is just sharing. I also have spirit dice that a mm-hmm. uh, medium friend makes and sells. Those are with.
1: cool. I like the ones from, um, uh, what's the name of that company? The Hermes, the Hermes fortune telling dice. There's three of them, and uh, they have like, uh, it looks like almost their weather reported things. It's like rain and sun and a cloudy day, and there's three dice, and one of them's like pink gold, one of them's silver, and the other's yellow gold. And I just never could afford those damn things, even on eBay. They're like three hundred dollars for used ones. Oh my god! Yeah.
0: Really, eh? Yeah,
1: they're cool though. Know. They're really cool.
0: when i was uh i've taught a couple of different divination tools classes right and i have a bowl full of um uh chicken toe bones (laughs) for people (laughs) that if they wanted to create their own runes with right too and it really it's very interesting when you are opening people up to Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you know just beyond the love and lighter stuff (laughs) (laughs) when you're pushing them to be a little more open-minded to any of those things. Right. And, um,
1: where did you come up with the, the chicken thing? Is that like from like voodoo origins?
0: Oh, well, so if, if, if my dear friend Carol is listening, it would be from, it would be from her. So yeah, she had given me, um, dehydrated chicken feet to create uh, protection, um, for like in the house like in the office that that sort of thing and then it just sort of evolved from there into you know using the the little little tiny bones to create ruins (laughs) and use it for divination same Mm -hmm. same thing and it it doesn't matter what you use you can use it for divination like Mm um i learned from another medium that that that's close by too, like she, because that's how it used to be in the Victorian times, right? Like everybody had to one up the other one down the street to draw them in. So, you know, how could they make it more elaborate? And, and that's how it really all was. And kudos to them. That's what I think. Kudos to all of them for, for, for doing that. And, and for sure the lines were blurred between, um, you know, what was really coming through and then what was exaggerated and, and you know, mm-hmm. to, to, to keep people coming. But she uses sand. She she uses clay sand, and then she just gets people to put their handprint in it. But it's still all coming from here. Like, it's still coming from cool. that, you know? But the hand stuff is is pretty cool as well, too. Contessa's just yes. saying chicken feet is used in folk magic.
1: A good idea for your friends to use. Um, let her know if she doesn't know about it. If you ever look online, you ever see star sand? I think it's from Japan. There's only one place in the world and there's this beach and in the sand when you look at it under a magnification they look like little stars oh
2: cool.
1: i yeah. see people selling that online they'll sell like little. it looks like you're just buying drugs it's like a yeah. little little gram bag of sand that's
0: <laughs> funny
1: yeah, yeah people cool.
0: people can sell anything um uh-huh. All righty, I we're doing so good. I thought for sure in my ADHDness we'd be totally sideways with everything, but we're hitting all my questions, which is which is really good. And I had the butt ghost down on my list, so I'm glad that you got you wow. <laughs> that's yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had butt ghost written down, <laughs> and you know what? Maybe it's the spirit of a dog. Who knows? Right? It could have been a spirit okay. of a dog. Yeah, okay. because you and and. From my understanding, dogs just do that to make sure that you're healthy. <laughs> like, you know, they can tell yeah. if you're good or not good when they're doing that. Um, you know, when
1: I, if we go years back, uh, when was when was the House of Shrek thing?
0: 2018.
1: Uh, so 2018, when we were doing the, the House of Shrek thing with Nick Roth, um, yeah. they were going to come to my house to film, and I was cleaning out uh, my closet that has all the uh, Ouija board and stuff in it, and in there was my digital tape recorder. That we used to fart around with, back in like two thousand two, two thousand three. Yeah, we I just forgot about it, right? It, it's been, it's probably been in my closet for twenty years, right? And uh, I'm, I'm thumbing through stuff, and I go, okay, I found the old recorder. Let's see if there's anything on here. Maybe we'll hear the girls talking because they're adults now, and yeah. hearing the cute little kid voices is so adorable. Yeah. So I pop some batteries in there, and I go, holy cow, I'm talking to winner. and I had no, I don't remember this conversation at all. But I'm on the recorder, and I go, what's the matter, Winter? And you hear her sweet little voice. She's like, I don't want to go on the stairs. And I go, what's the matter, honey? And she goes, I don't like the lady. And I go, what lady? And she said, she doesn't have a head. So Winter was like two years old, and she said she didn't want to go on the stairs to go up to her bedroom because there was a woman with no head. And I just happened to find that on,
3: wow, on a digital I... recorder.
1: I didn't remember we
3: had. Yeah. I mean, Winter's always been afraid of the stairs. Yeah. Yeah. That's just yeah. a, even, even, you know, not to shout her out, but even to this day, she'll be
0: like, just turn the hall light off. You're no, turn the damn hall light off when you go it to it bed. On. <laughs> but um, I, yeah. but I, I mean, I'm 52, and I have a light that I keep on as well too (laughs) even though that i'm saying you know don't touch me you're not allowed in my room like if you really got to be here turn the freaking coffee on by quarter to five quarter six you know like that's kind of but i still do because it's um it can be very yeah it it jolts you right and when Uh and when you're in that sleepy space you're so vulnerable and then you get shocked with those images it's it's a lot and i had this one dude he was um so they're pretty good. They pay they don't come in my bedroom at all. But one night I fell asleep on the couch in the living room and I was going out of town the next day to do a full day of sessions and I woke up and it was five in the morning and this dude was big burly dude woke me up by yelling boo in my face to wake me up. And I remember calling him all kinds of salty words at that point. right? Mm-hmm. Like you do not wake me up that way. I'm not working for a little while later. And I, so I head out of town, I start the sessions and this woman comes in. I'm like, Oh my goodness. I called your dad some really nasty words this morning at five. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, is this, this is how he woke me up. And she's like, that's how he used to wake her up every day for school oh my god yeah so i think and what i've learned too is sometimes they don't mean to scare us and it what feels heavy or feels angry or feels aggressive is because they've been trying so many subtle ways to get attention and they haven't been able to get it so they it's that big stuff to get your attention right yeah it's it's a lot winter's probably got lots of um empathic right just extra sensitive
3: I, I would definitely yeah I would definitely say so even we went to Salem but the first time we got those uh aura for we did the aura photography in oh, Salem, yeah. it, 2010 maybe um and you know our son did it and uh, Samara did it and me and Rick did it and um, we all kind of had like normal colors but winter winters um had a very big white spot and I don't, you know, the woman had said that the white meant that she has somebody there with her always, mm-hmm. right? That she had like a-, a Yeah,
1: she said a bunch of stuff that that doesn't happen a lot. I
3: mean, especially with
0: children.
1: Why was so, it uh, mine cool uh, <laughs> I want
2: cool
0: But it can shift and change, right? Like those, yeah. that's just what it was like in that moment. It doesn't mean like right. it's like that all the time. And I think some, some people get kind of caught up with those aura photos yeah you it know, was just really fun it was really cool yeah it <laughs> is fun my son did it uh, like i did it with my children as well too and my son was i think 15 at the time he was really going through a hard time and it yeah. was gray it was all gray above him oh wow so yeah. we did a whole bunch of of uh, you know energy work with him and some other things and uh then we did it again a few weeks later and then it was like blues and purples above his head yeah. so he had shifted and was in a different place and i i think people need to remember that as well too yeah. Is just sharing I can't be in silence. I always have background TV on stuff like Penny Dreadfuls or X-Files. Mm-hmm. I'm scared I'll hear something that's if it's too quiet. That's
3: me. Well, Can you yeah. watch
1: the Ninth Gate over and over and over again? Yeah, that's that's all she
3: favorite, watches. Favorite movie, all I actually like going to the sleep to sleep with the sounds of Saturn.
1: Yeah, she listens to planet sounds, which is crazy. I it's, have to put an earplugs.
3: I, I don't know why I'm connected to it somehow. I've tried all the planets and just for some reason it's Saturn isn't even my planet, you know, when, you know, with all the Zodiac stuff, but um, I just love how it sounds. It's very soothing. And we would listen to, you know, that white noise too, because we would do like a ghost yeah. box or whatever. I could listen to that all night. And he gets frustrated because he's like, he starts hearing conversations. He's like, yeah. I don't, I, I need to sleep. Leave me alone. So,
1: <laughs> you know, um, Nick, Nick had showed us that, uh, you know, he had that, that geoport thing, the ghost box yep. that he uses a lot. So he, um, he, you know, he's just a good friend of ours. He had stayed at our house for a few days, and uh, it was basically a little slumber party. We were playing with the ghost box in the house, and right. um, you know, I'm. It's really hard to convince me of anything, you know. So Nick busted that out, and I was like, "All right, you know, we'll play with the thing for a bit." And we're sitting there, and it's just a bunch of random gibberish. And our cat, was, our dog, was walking through, and I thought she was going to step on it. And the thing's expensive, so I was like, "Lucy, get come over here, Lucy, sit." And the the ghost box went Lucy, see and i was like holy <laughs> crap that was pretty cool yeah, Ooh, yeah. so it was really nice. so you know nick had showed us how to do it uh using you know mm-hmm. the um Divination. the blue the bluetooth and our phone yeah. and we started using that thing to go to sleep to. so we would go to sleep to the ghost box every night and we would film ourselves sleeping so we film ourselves <laughs> sleeping while that thing's running to see if we can get anything talking and in the middle of the night, I don't <laughs> well, know if I'm dreaming. You
3: See the dogs. You see both of our yeah. dogs look up and they're like, because they hear they hear the yeah. voice, they yeah. hear something right at that yeah. time. Like it's crazy.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I'm in the middle of being awake or dreaming, or if I'm imagining it, but I'll I'll be sleeping and I'll wake up to conversation. And one time I hear the, the noise, the the gibberish, and I put the pillow over my head. And when I did that. <laughs> Whatever it was, knew what I was doing. And it goes, you're not going anywhere. And I was like, huh? Uh, and now it's annoyed. So I get up and I, I'm going to turn it off. And it's another voice, the female voice goes, he deserves it. And I was like, "What deserves whatever. And I turned it off. I go, now nah, you're off. And I tell her the next day. And she's like, are you trying to video it? Are you trying to record it? Like, are you writing it down? And I'm like, no, it annoyed me. I just want to go to sleep. Yeah, That's so funny.
0: Yeah. That's how I feel too, though. If I'm on <laughs> and in that space all day, I don't want it at yeah. night. I just, <laughs> no, I don't. So I'm just gonna do some uh, sharing with some some people here. Barbara McFarlane is saying, wow, I feel and catch glimpses of spirits with me in our house. I feel like these presences have followed me from house to house. I'm an empath intuitive, but have not really focused on these experiences. And I, I, I mean, I think that we, if we lean into it, it's a beautiful thing. It makes life magical. It's, it's, it just adds something magical to, to our lives. Honestly. And I wanted to share what's Patty. Um, Patty Williams. The other night, my husband had someone beside his, his side of the bed, squeezing his full water bottle. He's kind of skeptical, Mm -hmm. but someone's trying to get his attention.
1: Kate's Kate's seen things standing over me when I'm sleeping like they're angry at me and stuff she'd freak out she's like there was somebody just standing over me I'm like awesome it was a dark shadow so cool yeah but
0: does it feel angry or is it just like frustrated that it's been trying to get your attention I mean how our own personal experiences that have happened to us will Mm -hmm. affect how we're perceiving that you know other experience right
1: there's, there's been times where I felt like there was something going on and it was upset with me or it was uh angry in one way or another.
3: But you you naturally think that way. You're you know it, you know, I'm a
1: stressed out, full of anxiety right. and, person. And so. he's
3: definitely more um a pessimist than an optimist, you know, not in a bad uh, way, but he, he thinks yeah. the glass is half empty, where I'm like more of a person that thinks the glass glass is half full. Um yeah. so it's maybe but it is both. You're is right. Both. But the way you think and the way I think, like you, you think it could be something negative, but that's just your interpretation of it. It may not yeah.
1: be. My daughter Winter always said, you know, when she was saying that she thought ghosts were in the house, she would actually walk around the house with either my necklace, because I would take them off at night. She'd walk around with my necklace or my car keys because she goes, Dad, if the, the ghosts in the house hear you coming, they're scared she's like they don't mm-hmm. want to mess with you and that's the thing funny. is it's, the funny thing is 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 she's not a hundred percent off on that because if i had the money and the wherewithal to do it i'd be like the guy in the movie 13 ghosts i'd build a giant <laughs> house trap and i'd trap them all i keep them for myself like that's what i want i want i want to really like in in hellraiser hellraiser 4 you ever see hellraiser movies and yep. there is a bloodline, when they go all the way back to when the, the lament configuration was made, uh, they would summon a demon and they say he he who uh, summons a demon commands a demon, he sums the magic, commands the magic. I want to be that guy, I want to be the old school wizard that's like I brought you in this world, now you gotta listen to me, like my own personal genie. You know?
0: Sometimes you need to be careful what you're wishing for. Exactly. I tell him that all the
3: time. Be careful what you wish for.
0: Yeah, you need to be careful
1: what you wish for, and, well, and in the eighties. I love all that. I love poltergeist You love poltergeist Yeah, I yeah, want loved poltergeist. yeah you saw that. I love poltergeist I want my house to be poltergeist. I
3: want my be moving around, talking to me all yeah.
0: the Yeah, the clown yeah. doll. Um, and then we we'll give us. And it's funny, like i have, um, oh my goodness, the fellow who owns uh Skinwalker <laughs> Ranch currently, his name is escaping me. And I don't know why I see but... that
1: pop up in my newsfeed all the time. I don't know what that is. I don't know what Skinwalker. So is. It,
0: it, Skinwalker Ranch is is. It uh a place uh in utah that has all kinds of uh apparently ufo connections uh cryptid things and the government has researched it and and um so the fellow anyway the fellow that owns it just purchased the clown from poltergeist the original clown from the original movie so he just he just purchased it yeah he's he's kind of like a pop culture um uh guy so yeah he had just purchased he just purchased it uh condessa is asking can we really capture voices from a recording
3: Mm -hmm.
1: we definitely have yes ma'am i I first learned about it jeez we're going back to like 99 2000 or Mm -hmm. something but i first learned about it from a website called voices in the wind it was a father daughter team that was doing that first time I'd ever I heard about, about it that. and they had some incredible recordings and that really got me hooked on it. I really wanted to do that. And yeah, yeah, it works. It's very yeah. easy too.
0: It, it, it is. And yeah. Um, yeah, you catch things without even realizing it. Right. Like, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and it, it just, you could be talking your own conversation and then something's over top of you.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Which is yeah. always fun. So Jen is sharing, I was at a funeral on Wednesday and when I was viewing the picture boards, I felt a forceful shove from behind. I turned around quickly as I already knew it wasn't anyone near me. It felt different. i mm-hmm.
3: well, sorry for your loss.
0: I know that when I'm working and um, uh, spirits grab my arm to get to show me that they are trying to get attention, you can feel fingers like it's cold fingers Hmm. that go right around my wrist. And that's just my sign when they do that, so that I know that they're mucking about in the client's house, like that they can Hmm. do things to move things or shut electrical things off and on, like then they can show me what they're doing, right? So they can physically Hmm. touch us for sure.
1: Hmm. One thing I know- And that's what you want. Just you don't
0: want another butt ghost.
1: I, yeah I don't want no butt stuff but you know like uh <laughs> if stuff wants to attack me i mean I, and I, I'm not even lying and i'm not trying to make light of anybody's experiences i'm all for it you know I'm i I really want to be convinced that that stuff that we see in movies is based in some sort of reality I want to see it
0: and ha- wow. and how much is it exaggerated in in movies as well right. too? Like the stuff exactly. that we see is is exaggerated as well. I've had mm-hmm. two experiences where I've been growled at, in um, one of those experiences, scratched as well too, um, and it still hasn't scared me like that. I, I'm aware of it now, so I know how I need to be in certain situations, but it hasn't. It it wasn't. Um, I have a healthy respect, I guess, is the right way to put it. But, I mean, the things that scare me, what I do, what I am scared of is stairs with no risers. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. if I can see through, like, those metal-graded steps and I can see through it and there's no, oh, yeah, no. My hands are sweaty just talking about it.
2: It's gross. <laughs> yeah. it's gross, 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 no, no, no,
0: no, And that was something that I wrote down actually. Is if there was anything that does scare you, if somebody else in the house has to take like care of the spider that shows up, or is there anything that you know, heights? We have heights. So I don't want to go up on my roof, I don't no.
1: want to go up on the roof. That's it. Heights. I'm just scared, I'm yeah. scared of heights big time, yeah, big time. And it's yeah. funny because I, I went bungee yeah. jumping three times when I was in my 20s out of a hot air balloon. And I did it because I was scared of heights. But now I think about it, I've had nightmares about it. I have nightmares about jumping out of the balloon and I'm not attached to stuff. Mm. Like, you know, Uh, I I did it, but it kind of wrecked me for a minute. mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) And I I wonder, like, does it change when we become parents? Like, you know, so Mm -hmm. like those fears all it all shifts once we're we're parents and we're having to be responsible. Yeah. Yeah, I'm
3: not afraid of heights, but when if I see uh winter or samara or kyle like if they when they were younger not so much now when they're older but my knees would get weak if they were too close to the edge of something or like Mm -hmm. i you know i thought they might get hurt or um even when i watch him when he's putting the halloween decorations up and he just Go, flies up and down the, the, the ladder I know he's fine but like sometimes when he's making a certain move to like move his leg around my knees get weak
0: <laughs> yeah I couldn't watch my kids like I have three boys and one girl and I just chose to not even look because I was scared my fear would get projected and cause the issue right so mm-hmm. I just made sure I was not yeah because <laughs> and my kids would share videos of what they were like skateboarding down these wicked hills on a bend with no helmet and I'm like I don't even want to see I just don't even want to see till (laughs) after you know tell me later right right um Melanie is just I'm just gonna put Melanie's comment up for us how do you engage when something like that happens when something touches you I feel brushes and light pushes occasionally and it makes me wonder for sure and then she's just continuing here, certainly changed for me. My fears are definitely more so than before children. Yeah. I think for for me, I uh, am very clear about, I know that I have like this divine team, whoever they are. And I, when people ask me what my spirit guides names are, or in, if I'm in a session, I always just tell them Bob, like, cause I don't really care. <laughs> Everybody's Bob. <laughs> We're just going to call them all Bob, but Bob's I, there to hang out and get in between us. If something goes sideways <laughs> and Bob just takes care of it. So kind of like your daughter saying like, you know, she's, using your stuff like a rosary i'm just gonna put this (laughs) the power of (laughs) shrek compels you (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna move it out of the way so i think trusting that we're not doing things alone you know that that you know do you do you have a thought about that that you'd want to share i i
3: definitely i know i'm always in the care of you know something bigger than me um yeah You know it's you know you know mother nature and just how how the inner workings of just how the earth spins and how the stars are in the sky and like how flowers grow like there's definitely um some kind of power there you know that that mother mother earth or whatever so and i honestly believe what will be will be you know and Mm -hmm. you know not that my destiny is already set but um what's if whatever happens i'm gonna face it and i'm gonna get through it
2: Hmm.
3: and
0: you (laughs) so do you have a different perspective she optimist pessimist no that's exactly where i was gonna go so i think that i mean we certainly have free will right we certainly have Mm -hmm. free will. And I think too, uh, like intention matters, intention matters. Like if, if you set out to have a certain experience, that's the experience you're going to have, right? Like,
1: Yeah, I, I I honestly believe it's all coming from what's projected from your heart. All right. Uh, The words, and you know, a lot of people disagree with me on this, but the words don't matter words don't matter at all. It doesn't matter if you're Jewish, Christian, if you're Wiccan, if you're Buddhist, or if you're just sitting in an AA meeting saying the serenity prayer. If you say those yeah. words and it makes you feel a certain kind of way where you're projecting that positivity and love out into the universe, that's the magic you're creating. It's not the words. The words don't matter because it's just it's just stuff that's you're uttering out of your mouth. It's how you feel, you know? So I honestly feel that like I don't have uh, a true evil or darkness within me that I project out into the world. I, I do project no positivity, creativity, and love. And a lot of stuff I do is all tongue-in-cheek jokes. I joke about everything. It's almost yeah. like nothing is serious to me. I, I've always been a clown. And uh so I joke a lot about the afterlife or paranormal stuff because I have no fear of it. I have no fear of it at all. I know it can't hurt me. Nothing can hurt me. Nothing I can't see in ghosty world can hurt me can't touch me can't do nothing maybe touch my butt but it's not gonna do nothing and yeah when and and, you know and it's and this is just deep silly conversations like for another time but kane i don't really believe in good and evil i believe in correct and incorrect but when you ask people all over the planet earth what's good and evil you're gonna get a million billion different definitions evil's like what you find unpleasant and good's what you find pleasant I mean, it's really the the way to wrap it up. And so to think an act is truly evil or good from an entity or something, it just sounds weird to me. It's just things are either correct or incorrect in human world. Everything else is, it is what it is, it's nature. Mm -hmm. And what nature does is correct, whether we like it or not. You know, a hurricane comes here and wipes out New Jersey. It's not evil, it just is. It is what it is,
0: it's nature. I know when I'm doing public events. Sometimes in the personal sessions, when uh, stuff is coming through, um, or I, or that I share, like the the spirits that are coming through that have uh, done harmful things, right? Um, or the ones that come through with addictions, they're really my favorite people that come through and everyone kind of looks at me like horrified, but I'm like, they come in honest, transparent about their shite. They show me how they've been healing their stuff on the other side. So what we were perceiving as heavy, isn't Mm. feeling heavy to me because they're coming in light and they just had this journey right so they're they're kind of my those favorite places for me to go um, and i think too uh your thoughts words deeds and actions all have to be in alignment right and if you're extra sensitive you're going to feel like you could say something but if you're not really feeling it from your heart space people are going to feel that you're talking yep. a good talk but you know that energy is not lining up with it and you can tell mm-hmm.
1: right right yeah hey i'm i'm, I'm a constant movie nerd reference type of guy, but love it. And Hellraiser 2. Hellraiser <laughs> two. Dr. chenard Dr. chenard is a guy he wanted so bad to experience hell that he had all those boxes and he ran a mental institution and he had all the people there trying to solve the boxes for him. And one of the patients does and the demons show up and the demons don't go after her. They said, no, stop. They said, it's not hands that call us. It's desire. And that's the way That's the way this whole game is. It's not the Ouija board that's working. It's the person. It's your desire yeah. there. And your energy. So
0: I have a question I want to ask you, but I just want to um, get Ian's question up for you. If someone wants to get involved with the Talking Board Historical Society, how would they go about doing that?
1: we got a Facebook page for TBHS, and we also have tbhs.org, and you can message us anytime. We're always looking for people to get involved. Thanks for that, Ian.
0: Um, Connor Randall, he did an ex- uh, an experiment. He created uh, like a spirit board and he did the letters all um, jumbled. Like so yeah. yeah, so the letters were all jumbled and then he blindfolded uh, the people and then asked the question and then they did it. So nice. like, it's still coming from us. Like, I agree Mm -hmm. with you. Like, it's still, that energy is still coming from us. So it shifted Mm -hmm. when you, uh, moved, uh, the letters and you put the, the mask on for sure. It's changing the ability to, you know, out of memory, you know, maybe pushing to it, but that the, it's still that energy coming from us. That's going to pull the, towards us the the answers. Mm -hmm. I find when I use it though, it's hard to explain. Um, I can feel when the energy is in me. So like when I'm channeling out stuff and when it's going to the board, I don't, it's like a, uh, push pull energy and I can feel when it's, and it will shift to the other, uh, paranormal equipment that we may have up in the room as well too. And sometimes Mm. they don't even want to use the board. I'm like begging for the board to like, I just want that planchette to shift right across the table and it just sits there, Mm
2: -hmm. It just sits
0: there. Have you made a board um like that where it's like is it always consistent is it very the same how the layout with the letters and the numbers
1: the stuff i use i always use the 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 layout that's like the old william fold boards i actually use a Kennard board as a model for all the stuff that i do which is you know from 1890 blah blah something or other <laughs> but it's it's one of the oldest ones i have it is the oldest one i have and i use that for my um embalming table ones and everything else i use the canner board so i just like the layout it's very simple letters yeah i make my letters a little a little bit more crazy they have like uh swirls in them because i like the whole vortex thing so my old oh, yeah, shrek yeah, talking yeah, board fine. they all have uh these really cool swirly letters uh
0: one of the questions i
1: had. I re- braille board. I made yeah i made a braille board in fact i'm, I'm making another one right oh. now i made the first ever braille, braille board and it was tricky designing a uh, planchette that would work for that because you're thinking, you know, you got to use your finger to feel so you can't have a standard planchette that's all high up. So it's yep. actually a planchette low and there's uh, there's little, um, little holes drilled into. It's two pieces of wood sandwiched together. So the first one has holes in it and they're all um, sanded in a way so when you're moving your hand, your finger goes right into the hole. Oh, and, that's uh, I, brilliant. That's
3: it's very clever.
1: Clever. Very clever.
0: I love those 18 tabs that are open in your head that gets that to that. Right? Yeah, it's brilliant. So I'm that was what-
3: how did you think of that?
0: Right. Pretty- yeah. And we appreciate it. We appreciate mm-hmm. how your brain works. Much.
1: Yeah, I have a couple that I'm stuck on right now. I actually had engineers trying to help me and they're like, Rick, you're coming up with impossible ideas. I'm like, I'm going to no, make it's it happen. Not.
0: <laughs> if you think it, it's not impossible. It's not impossible. Right? There's a solution. It yeah. just hasn't come. It's divine timing, right? The divine timing will right. happen when it's supposed to happen. One I of the questions in my, in I had wrote down
1: is, mm-hmm. in my imagination it goes way beyond the periodic table. I'm I'm inventing elements that don't <laughs> exist on my board. Yeah,
0: yeah, I love it. One <laughs> of the questions I had wrote down for you was if people donated materials for creating a board. Have people ever brought stuff and said, "Hey, I'd like." Oh yeah. Uh,
1: you know, we well, we Zillow was one hundred percent donated stuff. Well, uh, no, that's well,
0: not what I mean. I mean like the embalming table. So, has anyone no, you know to, contracted it. you or asked you to make like a custom board for them and brought something to you to to use?
1: Um, yeah, I I make custom boards all the time, but it's all mm-hmm. stuff I provide. No, nobody's ever really given me anything that they wanted out of a custom board. Um, uh. Tim Shaw uh, gave me pieces of a uh, haunted house that I'm going to make into uh, a planchette. Yeah.
0: That's so awesome. Like, that's where I'm going. That's yeah. awesome. Oh, Robert
1: Merch had given me, man, many, many, many years ago, probably 10 years ago, he gave me, um, I think they're um, wooden shingles from uh, uh, Charles Kennard's house. So I'm going to make mm-hmm. uh, Ouija planchettes out of that too. So he, <laughs> wow. you know, he made the Kennard Ouija board. So I could, yeah, get that's some old it. stuff. Got some things in the works.
0: That's super fun. So, where can people connect with you? Where
1: can uh, they find you? Find, find me if you're in New Jersey, House of a Thousand Tattoos, uh 732 or House of a Thousand com The winter open that yep. up. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. You uh can learn all about the Telegraph <laughs> Historical Society at TBHS.org. And I have Facebook pages for everything. Just Google my name, you'll yep. find it.
2: yeah Yeah. i got i got like
1: four instagrams three or four facebook's yeah Yeah,
0: you 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 truly are you're kind of like all over and and i think that's that's important because you know you've done so many different things so it's it's how people have connected with you so if they search that they're going to find you and all the other things right Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was brilliant. Thank you so much for spending so much time with me tonight. Thank you. Um, I just want to let everyone know. So next week on the on Spirit Switchboard, I have Mark Ireland. Uh, he'll be joining uh, me. He is the author of Soul Shift, Finding Where the Dead Go. And his recent uh, book release is The Persistence of the Soul. He's also co founder of helping parents heal. It's an organization with more than 25,000 members that assist bereaved parents. So I would uh, really like to thank you guys again. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you to all of the uh, listeners, uh, people who engaged in the conversation and asked questions. And a big shout out to uh, the UFO Paranormal Radio Network and the UFO or the United Public Radio Network 105.3 and 107.7. Thanks, everybody, for being here. And
1: we'll chat again next next week.
0: Can
2: you give me My. one more shout
1: Don't go nowhere. Don't go, yeah. go. What? On uh, Halloween, 3 p.m., uh, we're going to be on Kelly Clarkson's <laughs> yeah. show. Yes. Oh,
0: sorry. <laughs> I meant to ask that, too. Like, all the secret. And if there's something that you wanted to shout-out, can you shout-out about why there was a German uh, company
1: hanging out, film crew? Are oh, yeah. We, yeah. We've done two times. we filmed for ProSieben. That's the name of the channel. Uh, one was for a TV show named Taff. They just looked me up online and they contacted me because Shrek, S-C-H-R-E-C-K, is German for bringer of terrible news or to frighten people. So I don't know. For some reason, the German TV shows are interesting.
0: <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Thanks so much. So yeah, follow along on social media and you'll see everywhere that you can uh, watch where you're going to be next. Thanks. Have a good night. Thanks for having me. Yeah. No, thank you so much. Bye, everybody.
2: Take Take care. Bye.